It's Story Guys, a fake game show podcast where the stories are real, but the points are totally and completely fake. My name is Brian, and in the digital second chair today, instead of it being Murdoch, my normal co-host, we are turning the reins over to an old friend who has a similar background to me, started in journalism, ended up in the advertising world, and now uh, has a brand new website and business that he is uh, very excited about, and I'm very excited about. When I heard about it, I said, you've got to come on the show and talk about this. It's called personalizedpranks.com. We're going to be talking more about that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Todd Kreis. Oh, what are you drinking, man? I just got my everyday bourbon, my Evan Williams and the shelf over here. So you clearly know how to podcast. This is uh, an excellent entry (laughs) into the podcasting realm. I just show up you're on the laptop in my living room and you're drinking bourbon. This is going to be a match uh-huh. made in heaven. Now I'm feeling thirsty. Is it, um, is it bad that that's what I do with everything, basically? Yeah. Well, especially now, right? Like, you're not leaving the house, and so you're just like... Someone told oh, me yeah. today that, that they're on airport rules, and I said, what are airport rules? And they said, it means you can drink all day and you can have hot dogs at 10 a.m. And I was like, I've never heard that before, but I think I'm on board with it. That's great. I want to use that. So t- tell me a little about, uh, let's just talk for a second about COVID-19, sure. which I have sure. to say under different circumstances would be an excellent name for a punk rock band. Like I feel like they would go on tour with Anti-Flag. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, COVID-19. I literally think I did used to listen to a band called Calibretto 13. So maybe that's why I think. Oh, okay. but, uh, but yeah, unfortunately not a cool punk band. Instead, it is... <laughs> has quarantined us all did you ever think out of i don't know if you've read a lot of dystopian novels like i have but did you ever think you would wake up one day and it would be like you're not allowed to leave your house by order of the government like how weird is this oh it's for i mean i I watch a lot of zombie shit yeah 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 um so i mean i and and i was watching walking dead the other day actually i'm probably going to watch the next episode after this um, but my wife walked by and she's like, how could you watch this right now with everything going on? I was like, well, we just got to be prepared. I know my wife, <laughs> my wife has never liked walking dead. And when you ask her why she says, because it's not a zombie show. It's about, it's a show about people acting like monsters, which I think is a very <laughs> insightful way to describe what that show is really about. Right. Yeah. And when you go yeah. to, when you go to your local grocery store and there's no toilet paper, you start to feel a little bit like, I think I saw this in the outtakes on the first season DVD. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah it's a little freaky so uh yeah. i you know i i've noticed too that when i've like been facetiming with people all of a sudden like dudes that i know their hair is starting to get shaggy i haven't seen you in a while so i don't know where where your hair stands to its normal length i was supposed to have a haircut on sunday and that place is closed obviously so i'm kind of disappointed in that i've tried actually to find my hairdresser um on facebook i haven't done that successfully yet so i wanted to see if like she's like giving like cuts at her house or something you know (laughs) well i i think that's i I, this is the unanticipated thing that i think is going to happen that no one else is ready for is i think everyone's hairstyle is going to change i think that's the good the unintended unanticipated consequence of COVID-19. Well, because I was talking to, I was talking to Murdoch yesterday and and he was like, dude, I don't know if you can tell on the, the uh, really bad internet connection he was on, but he was like, I, I've got this beard going and like, I, we would have to be in a quarantine for like three years before I had a beard. But it made me think that, yeah, my hair is getting a little shaggy and I don't really know that I don't like it. And uh, this, this could really change a lot of things for a lot of people. 
I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to be somewhat positive, Todd. Is what I'm saying. I'm trying to be somewhat. Positive. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I tried having. I tried having my coronavirus beard. I was calling it, and uh, um, I mean, you can barely see the hair on my face. It was like it was long, <laughs> but it was like blonde and gray and brown at the same time. So, yeah, it's not even worth it. So, hey, thanks for being on the show. Um, let, let me Thank you. talk a little bit about what we're going to do. First off, I want to talk, uh, one thing we like to do on this show is before we tell our own stories, we like to talk about stories that we like. So we have a segment we occasionally do called story of the week. I figure a period of time during which we are all stuck inside our houses is a great time to ask somebody about the favorite story they've encountered. Now, this could be a story that you've heard from someone. It could be a story you've watched in a television program or read in a book or seen in a movie, but do you have something that comes to mind when I say, what's your favorite story you've heard recently or something you might recommend Ooh. for other people while they are stuck inside their Ooh. abodes? Uh, I was thinking about the, um, we just finished up the, uh, uh, the tiger King. I was listening. Yeah. I was listening to some guys talk about that this afternoon and I haven't seen the Netflix show yet, but I have heard the podcast that I believe it's based on. Um, that was season two oh, yeah, of over yeah, my yeah. dead body. And uh-huh. it is, I, I literally, this was back in September. I somehow got turned on to it and I was on a, one of those household projects where it was like, everyone's gone and you need, you know, we've agreed what I'm going to do is like redo a whole room or something. So it was like my son's room. And I spent the whole day with headphones in listening to that thing. And it was the fastest home improvement project ever because I was so enraptured <laughs> in that ridiculous, ridiculous story. And that's a great, when you talk about a great story, as far as like story uh-huh. elements, that has got it oh. all. It's just got it all. Yeah. It's got the sex and the drugs and the animals and the yeah. insane rednecks. And it is just one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. I mean, there's things in there that you would have just never, ever imagined. And it's a it's a very, very interesting group of people. I'll say that. And how do people like that find each other? Like, I mean, good for them that they've found their tribe. But it is oh. it's really I mean, it's easy. <laughs> Joe, Joe Exotic is obviously the headline character there. But there are so many other people that cross his path in this. Well, I was telling my buddy the other day, I was like. Yeah, I get I get this group of people. They're trying to do their 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 zoos. They're trying to make their money. I get that they're going over the edge on some of this stuff, but I want to I want to get a little bit deeper and learn a little bit more about the people who actually pay to just pet tiger cubs. Well, you know, there was one of those not that far from here for a while. Really? Yeah, there was, and, and I had friends because I remember this several years ago. I had friends that went out to Southern Indiana somewhere. Of course, it was in Indiana, right? Uh, and I forget. Oh, that's the they, guy that was in the documentary, right? I think. Yeah, I do actually think he yeah. gets tangled up in this story a little bit. But he was. Yeah. He was. I. I think it even was tigers because I remember people coming to work with pictures of them with tigers rolling over. And you're right; yeah. I, it does make you wonder about people who sign off on that so todd you and i have known each other for several years on and off we run into each other in public because of uh being in similar industries being at the same events and somewhere along the line i got to know about you that you love to play pranks on people which was a little surprising like i think the first time i met you it was like at a coffee shop and you were like eating a muffin and seemed very polite and then i found out that you like had been antagonizing your mother-in-law um by tricking her into into some april fool's prank so 
then you call me recently and you say, Hey, you remember how I told you that thing I did to my mother-in-law? I think I'm going to turn that into a business. And I said, I need to hear more about that. So tell me what you are doing and how it's going to work. So I, I used to be a terrible pranker. I, I, I wanted to do it when I was younger. Um, I did terrible pranks like my grandmother growing up and parents and it just wasn't funny like what kind and, of level what, and, are, were you getting like those prank kits in the mail with the electric buzzer or were you like yeah messing with their food supply or whoopee cushions like give me some context oh oh yeah oh yeah I, I'm not, I was doing yeah I was messing with whoopee cushions yeah I actually had one of those things that you put in your palm and tried to shock people and do things like that and I, I thought it was funny no one else did um, but just as growing up going through college and just uh, you know increasing my marketing skills and digital marketing um, I've just uh, you know there's there's things like that people are very uncomfortable with uh, from the technology side of it yeah so I've kind of manipulated people by taking advantage of that um, and creating pranks that um, take people by surprise that they're really not expecting no one and I'm literally saying no one because I haven't found anybody yet and I was actually able to buy the domain personalizedpranks.com just like three months ago. Love so it. the fact that that is, yeah, the fact that that is actually a thing that I was able to buy it just so few, uh, you know, minutes or, you know, months ago, um, you know, proves that nobody's taking it to the personalization level that I want to take it to. Um, and we can talk about, you know, some of the things that I've done, but uh, it's just, you uh, you know, it's just something no one else is doing and I can take it in so many different directions. One thing that I originally talked about uh, or thought of was um, like AI bot prank phone calls. You know, oh that's probably going to be illegal. Yeah, yeah that, there's no way illegal. that's going to be legal long if it's legal at all. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Or or deep fake videos or things like that. You know, that was where my mind went to originally. But, you know, that's not something I can rely on for, you know, even next year. Or anything. And I, I should say that you are a, uh, by day, a very well-respected advertising professional in digital marketing. So you know how to use these tools manipulate things to get messages out it's not like you're just some guy clicking around on a keyboard I, i'm taking that for granted because i know you but people listening like todd's todd's the real deal um how do you do your employers know you're launching this yeah yeah actually they're i mean they're the ones that uh our entire creative team actually came up with my branding uh, my logo uh everything so they're all very aware of everything that i've done for my family members and friends and we've actually done it um for our clients too in certain instances too so um everyone in the bidding building um is very aware of of what i'm trying to do and what i've done in the past so Here's what we're going to do now is, you know, the format of this show typically is that uh, Murdoch and I both tell each other a story and then we decide who has the better story and that person gets fake points. It's real stories, fake points. Uh, <laughs> now, when we have someone like yourself on the show, you're playing as his proxy. So I will tell a story. You will tell a story. We will mutually decide whose story is better and then we will... Um, award fake points that mean nothing and if you win they go to murdoch and he'll be very happy about that so as a part of this we usually use a story starter which we typically find from a song title or something and we say this is going to be the thing that launches us into the story take this loose theme and tell us a story from your life i am just going to use the term pranks as our story starter because it seems only appropriate and i also have a story about a prank um 
I'm a, I'm a little intimidated to go second. I feel like you should go last <laughs> because you're building a business on pranking people. So I'm going to give you a moment to think about the prank story you want to tell that somehow involves, I'm assuming you pranking someone to kind of give yourself some, some credence here as, as a prank master. Okay. And I will tell you, I got the one for you then. Okay. I've, I'll tell you <laughs> the, the best I've done, which is only mediocre, but I was pretty proud of it. So here's my story. Um, a couple years ago, had a friend um, who I hadn't seen in a while, and uh, she, you know, we were we have gotten to be even better friends since then. But at the time, we were pretty good friends. We had just not seen each other in a bit, and we we I, I knew her brother and her brother in law and several other people in her family, and we had gone out to dinner. My wife and I had gone out to dinner with her and her husband a few times and such. But um, they'd had their first kid, and we hadn't seen him in a bit. And I'm one day driving. In the Frankfurt Avenue area, for people in in this area, you know what that's like when you're trying to park. And I'm trying to park and run in somewhere to grab takeout. And I pull back behind. There's just a couple of parking spaces behind one of these businesses. And I see what I think is an open spot. And I'm about to pull into it. And I see there is a car that has double parked in between these two spots. And it has blocked the second spot. And I can't get into it. And I'm not going to say I didn't curse. And then I start to pull away. And as I start to pull away, I realize that the person who is blocking those two spaces is this friend of mine that I haven't seen in a long time. And I think, are you kidding me? My first thought is, are you kidding me? So I then pull out my phone when I get stopped somewhere down the road after I've, it's all, I've, I've processed it. I'm like, Aubrey was in my, in that spot. And it would have saved me so much time. And I shoot her a text and I say, Something that I don't remember exactly, but it was formal enough that it it didn't seem it wasn't like rude. I think I said something like, uh, hey, you might want to scoot over and make space for other people or something like that. Right. And immediately I get a text back that says, who's this? (laughs) And now as a guy who likes to prank people, you see my opening, right? Suddenly. This person did not save my number in their phone. We've hung out on multiple occasions and they are ripe for the plucking. So uh-huh. so I immediately and I don't know where I got inspired to do this. I just instead of like at first I was like maybe I just write back like oh you don't have my number in your phone what a you know you jerk. Instead I write back this is the neighborhood polite like the neighborhood politeness watch or the neighborhood the frankfurt no the frankfurt avenue business watch there is a frankfurt avenue business association so i think i somehow loosely tied it to that i was like this is a frankfurt avenue business association neighborhood watch we like to ask people to be polite while they're visiting our neighborhood uh stores and businesses could you please next time pull into one parking spot instead of being in two and she proceeds to then engage with this person who she's fully bought as the Frankfurt Avenue Business Association. And I am taking that takeout to my house and my wife is at home and I'm like, oh my God. And she loves a good, she loves messing with people too. And I'm like, you're not going to believe what's happening right now on my phone. So I just hand her my phone and she's like, oh buddy, we got to dig in and do this. And I was like, yes, we do. So we engaged for a little while until she told me, I'm pretty sure I got her to like curse at me. And then I was like, okay, we now have to make a decision. I say to my wife, Deborah, I'm like, we have to make a decision. Are we going to, to like get the short term fun out of this? Or are we going to 
put our heels in and go in for the long haul. She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, let's just leave it alone and remind me tomorrow night. And she's like, okay. So the next night I'm sitting on the couch at home and I'm like, oh yeah. And I pull my phone out and I text Aubrey and I say, and it just says, um, our records show that you were recently contacted by the Frankfurt Avenue Business Association Neighborhood Watch. We would like you to take a short survey on the performance of our Neighborhood Watch participant. <laughs> and she, immediately, she's pissed. And she's like, why would you send me this survey? You guys are idiots. And she's just coming at us. And so uh, then I send it, a, I just wait. And then I send it again the next day. And then I send it later that day. And suddenly I realize she has blocked my number. But do I give up? No. <laughs> I then copy the text and all the verbiage I'd been using, and I send it to my brother who lives in New York. And I'm like, but he still has a Louisville number. And I'm like, I need you to start texting this person from your number at least once a day. <laughs> <laughs> this went on for a good month until, but the mistake I made was I told her brother who was, who was a good friend of mine. And I said, and he is, he is really likes to mess with people. And he was so into it, but he was so into it that they were all at the lake drinking, uh, about three or four weeks into the, into the long ruse. And he, he just blew the whole thing. And so we knew it was over when we randomly got a text one night from Aubrey that said, or no, she went on Facebook or something. There was some unmasking of her knowing that involved a lot of cuss words and anger and, uh, and also good humor. And I still, every time I see her, ask her where she parked and where her car is. And if she is, uh, in, in accordance with the local neighborhood virtues and laws regarding double parking. So yeah. that's that's the oh, best that's, that's the best story I've got as far as pranking goes. That is very very good. I I, I, I applaud you for that. It uh, you know it could use a little finesse, but I could also see how it could be it could be productized. Like when you pitched this idea to me, I was like, oh yeah, you know, like you could there could be a service that you know next time you see someone double park and you know them, you're like, I'm gonna call Todd. Todd is gonna harass yeah. them for, for like a month, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right and i will um no i love that because you're thinking there um you could you could play the short game like you said or you can play the long term and, and um i totally applaud that because that's exactly what i did to my sister-in-law and that's what my story is going to be about um because right when i first started dating my wife um i found out that my sister-in-law who by the way is like the poster child for suburban housewives um <laughs> does she like being you know, described this way is this a, a descriptor she's okay with well, i don't think i've ever actually said that um if she hears this podcast she's probably not gonna like that but i mean but, <laughs> but she's got it all put together i okay, mean she's okay. got a beautiful house she always keeps it clean this um, sounds like a compliment you know, kind of Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we're always going over there for dinner on sure. Sunday nights and things like that. You know, that's that's what I mean by that. But yeah. knowing all of that, and then eventually finding out that one random night that we were over their house, and I found out that my sister-in-law taught my wife how to grind for her first grade school dance. What? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
you know, you can imagine like all these white chicks like in the basement trying to teach each other how to grind, you know, so. Like, <laughs> and so just knowing my sister-in-law and just like, okay, like her teaching my wife how to grind for a, for a grade school dance, like in sixth or seventh or eighth grade or, or middle school or whatever it is. Like I, to me, that was just one of the funniest things I ever heard in my entire life. And so leading up to her birthday, her birthday is always like, uh, I think December 30th, it's always um, right, right before New Year's and in between Christmas there. Um, and so I, so since 2012, I have given her a prank gift um, just to commemorate her teaching my wife how to grind. <laughs> and so the first year, um, I, so, I was So you're, very, you're on gift very, eight or nine at this point? That, that's, I'm sorry? You're on eight, eight or nine gifts and they're all, they've all yeah, been different? Is, this past year yeah 2019 was the eighth year yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well, give me the rundown yeah so yeah my goal is actually once i get to the 10th year i want to send all of these pranks to buzzfeed and have a nice little you know buzzfeed article about it <laughs> <laughs> that does seem like something i would click on on buzzfeed i will oh, yeah, be absolutely. truthful about that and I will send you all of these pranks. I'll black out of her. I'll black out her face and, and name and stuff. So you can put it on the website just so people can actually visualize this thing. Oh my Lord. Um, but the very first year, 2012, I took an old book of mine and I wrapped it around, um, you know, and made a personalized book cover that said the art of grinding by my sister-in-law. I put a New York times bestseller on it. And I also <laughs> created a book jacket on the back that was like about the author. So I, I mentioned things about, you know them teaching each other how to grind in the basement and yada 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 making fun of her that way um in 2013 i made a fake groupon for free <laughs> dance lessons um and then in 2014 um i made a mobile app like a fake mobile app i photoshopped it um of just like making her think like there was this like dance game available on the app store. Um, Then in 2015, this is where you see where my digital marketing skills kept on growing a little bit more. Um, I actually created multiple Facebook ads and I created this fake Facebook page that was like a dance studio and I served, and this was before like Facebook really cracked down on all of the targeting and things where you could, before you know at this time in 2015 i could actually go on her facebook page and pull all of her interest and all of the pages that she liked and i could put that into the ad targeting so oh essentially God. i could serve ads directly to her and which is is what i did so it was like fake <laughs> fake ads for like the gift of dancing like things for people to give for the new year and stuff like oh that oh my lord and then yeah so <laughs> keep i'll keep on going here because in 2016 <laughs> You know, you know, the app time hop. Yeah. Um, So I made a fake time hop where I just photoshopped like all of her great dancing moments across her entire life. And at the very bottom of the time hop, it says like a 33 year streak of dirty dancing or of like of 33 years of grinding. And at the bottom of it, I think it says three, three dirtiest dancers of all time. Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Gray and my sister in law. (laughs) And then. But this is, and then, and then, and then, like 2016, 2017, this is where I really started thinking, like, I can turn this into a business because I learned very quickly through this joke that nostalgia has a lot of power. And these pranks, as I was starting to do them over these first five or six years, 
um, really started building up a, um, a story within all of our friends and family. So if I went to a party where my sister-in-law was, everyone was like, Oh, you're the guy that came up with that, that prank that previous year or whatever it was. Yeah. So 2017 is where I really took it up a notch, you know, working at an advertising agency, I actually took a former invoice from a billboard company and i took one of the little mini billboards that they give you if you buy a billboard oh, yeah i have a few of them and i turned i turned it into a legitimate prank where i gave them this invoice making them think that i spent all of this money on a billboard and this mini billboard that has like the thing actually on it with her face and I photoshopped it and I made them believe, I legitimately made them believe <laughs> that her face was hanging on the billboard overlooking Interstate 64 in downtown Louisville. Oh, man. And so we were out to dinner for her birthday and she and we were all about to leave the restaurant and go downtown <laughs> and to butcher them and actually go view the billboard. And so that's where I kept, this is where the business idea came out of. It was like, if I can make people think, people who know that I do this every single year, if I can make them think that this is actually legitimate, then this is actually a really good business idea. And then 2018, another step forward, I made a movie poster and I took the original design of the Pulp Fiction movie poster mm-hmm. with, with uh, Uma Thurman on it. Yeah. I photoshopped my sister-in-law's face on Uma Thurman. <laughs> um, and because this is because of grinding, um, I turned it into a pun. So the title of the movie poster for her is called Butt Friction instead of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and so it's like, you know, instead of a Martin, you know, not Martin Scorsese, but instead of, uh, you know, the guy that made it, Quentin uh, instead of his film, yeah. I put her name. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Um, and so instead of the actors on the left side, I put all of her old boyfriends on there <laughs> and then it, but, it, and then it gets even better. And at the bottom with all the credits and, and movie, uh, information at the bottom, um, I have casting by my mother-in-law's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to ask, like, I guess your sister's really into this too, right? Like, or is the, it, it, does she just like wash her hands of it at a certain point And this is between you and her oh, sister? She, I mean, yeah, I mean, she, I, I think she used to be embarrassed by it, but then like, I mean, she get she laughs and jokes about it each year. Like, and then you- this year, actually, th- this past year, I took it another step further. Um, I took the game Twister and I turned it into something called Butt Blister, <laughs> um, where <laughs> I actually bought the game Twister, but then I, I Photoshopped everything and all the panels and cover of the box, everything was created and designed around the box. Um, I had a print vendor of ours actually print out a six by four foot uh, tarp for me, or like a dancing mat, like you would get in the game Twister. Yeah. But like it had four squares on it. I, I made up four different dance moves for like grinding and everything like that. Um, I printed that out. I actually made a uh, uh, a spinner also as well for that, uh, which had four dance moves for grinding. It had left butt cheek. It had right butt cheek. And then it also had beaver stomp and then it had camel toe as different grinding dance moves for 
<laughs> so I think you can see, like, I mean, my company's called Personalized Pranks. I mean, like, the personalization is unlimited. Um, you know, so since 2012, I've just carried this same joke over and over each year and created like different things that have been very, very memorable, not only in our family, but in all of our friends and everything that just, they just continually, you know, talk about it from year to year. So do you already have your plan for, for 2020? I do not yet. So like usually how long does it take you? Like how much pre-scheming are you doing? Oh, January 1st, I start for the next year. I mean, you know, I, I, I start, I start thinking of all the new things. I mean, ever since I started doing this, I'm like, okay, it's March. I really got to start thinking of my idea for December. That's hilarious. That's so funny, man. Uh, so wow. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that you showed me what a long game really is. I, I thought a month or three weeks was good grief, man. You're going on a decade on this one. So you get, you, yeah. I guess Murdoch gets your points. Uh, congratulations. You get 460. Actually, no, you get eight points. One point for every year that you have pulled this off successfully. Um, awesome. Very, awesome. very, very well done. Uh, so what, you know, if people want to find out more about you and about this, personalizedpranks.com, where else? What else should they do besides give you all the money? Um, it's uh yeah, pretty much every social media handles at personalizedpranks.com as well. Um, I think except for uh, Twitter and um, uh, TikTok, I think, because those um, – actually, I named it AI underscore pranks on there. What are you going to do on TikTok? You're too old to be on TikTok, bro. Uh, you know, I'm an older <laughs> millennial, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it reserved the name on every platform. <laughs> I was told by my daughter just tonight that I'd seem a little old when I tried to search on YouTube because I don't look like I know where I'm going. I was like, well, that's a very specific criticism. You should see me on TikTok because I definitely don't know what to do on there. Definitely don't know what to do. Todd, this has been awesome, man. Thanks for hanging out. Well, cool. That was great. Story Guys is a production of Brian Eichenberger and Mark Murdoch. Get more stories, hear more podcasts, and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.